Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Doctor Who. I am Josh, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Jack. How are you doing, JP? I'm all good. I'm all good, thank you. Um, even better now that I've seen this episode of Doctor Who. Um, got a lot to talk about again <laughs> on this one. So, uh, yeah, so uh, I'm I'm happy to roll. Yeah, another one, another good one, mate. But before we get started, I want to just uh, a couple of mentions to uh, a few people that have been engaging on our thread. I asked you what your favourite Dalek story was. Uh, the Barbenheimer Doctor, very topical name there. I wonder how long that will last. Has replied with uh, Dalek. This is his favourite Dalek story. Um, Eye Patch Story is a uh, is a fellow podcaster that does more on the old Who, and he's come back with Destiny of the Daleks, which haven't seen we'll have to give it a give it a look at uh he says that's a laugh but actually remembrance of the daleks is the best so two stories there to check out and then we've got raquel who is awesome has just said that this was the most amazing comeback very captivating especially with rose and her role in it uh raquel is going to come on as a guest in a couple of weeks time we are also on threads in a race with raquel to get to 200 uh followers who can get there first when we uh engaged in this race initially she had something like 103 and we were on 98 uh just a running update as of tuesday when we're recording she's on 137 and we jack any guesses i'm gonna say 124 oh we're on 197 we just need three more followers to go so thank you to everybody that's been uh following us engaging with our posts on threads instagram yeah we're we're very grateful jp yeah guys no thank you for the love we really do appreciate it and just you know keep on keep asking us questions um just you know we we love the engagement guys you know really appreciate it um also i've got we've got a shout out uh visa um she has done the artwork for this week's podcast and also last week's podcast as well um, go check her out on Instagram. Her Instagram, we'll link it in uh, in either the comments here or we'll put it on threads. But her her Instagram is V's Art. So that's V Triple E S A R Double T. Yeah, thank you, V. Uh, she's not going to be doing all of the artwork for us. Obviously, it's hard work to keep churning these out, but she's definitely doing this week's and we'll collab with her again sometime in the future. But yeah, thank you, V. Uh, anything to add, and- JP? There is one more thing as well. Uh, some of you may have noticed we've also started a TikTok account as well. Oy, oy. Um you know, I've got to say big shout out to Bradley for, for running that. He's not on the podcast yet. Um, You know, he's got a massive book of excuses that he's just churned his he's way through. He's the silent third podcast. He is yeah, the exactly. silent. He's the man in the chair. He is the Ned of this podcast. <laughs> but a massive thanks to Bradley, though. He is, you know, he's starting up the TikTok page. And again, it's, you know, it's, it's blowing up. It, it, go check it out. There's some really, really good TikToks on there. Um, It's even encouraged me to go onto TikTok. I've never had TikTok. <laughs> yeah, and me. Say. Um, I've yeah, actually yeah. started watching them and they're really, really good. So again, go check us out on there, guys. And uh, really appreciate the love. Yeah, thank you very much, guys. So JP, uh, without further ado, shall we start talking about Dalek? We should. And I've got to say, I'm glad that I actually know how to pronounce the name this week because listening back on the podcast was uh-huh. as frustrating as anything because I realised that I kept actually calling the, man, the main bad guys of the uh, fourth and fifth episode kept calling them the, the Slavarians as opposed to the Slavine, uh, <laughs> despite actually being corrected mid-podcast by Josh as well. I still yeah, I caught you out on it. That. <laughs> yep, no, that's just that's just me. So I was really, really glad this week when I saw the title, uh, and I was like, I know how to say yeah, that you one, can't, and I'm not going to get it wrong. You can't miss it, can you? Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm actually going to do, once we finish Series 1, I'm going to do a Series 1 quiz 
for you. I think that might be like a little bonus episode or something that we do like that. Uh, I love How to embarrass yourself it's... online 101. Exactly. Yeah, that yeah, good, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that'll be good fun. I question actually, how, when do you watch these? How, uh, what sort of gap do you leave between watching and reviewing? So I normally watch them on a Friday. So we, we normally, we typically record on a Sunday, don't we? So we either typically, or saying that it's Tuesday today, but yeah, we've I normally up watch thing. them. Oh yeah, no, that's, that's my fault. And you know, it is what it is. I normally watch them on a Friday. Um, now the reason I do that for two reasons. One, it just feels like it sets up my weekend nicely. It's good to sit down and watch it. And two, when I'm actually commuting in as well on the week that I'm in London and in the office, it's actually really, really good because the train is as quiet as anything on a Friday morning, which is perfect. So I can sit down without any distractions, having to move out the way for people or anything. So I can sit down and fully watch the uh, fully watch the episode. Um, so that's yeah. So normally, normally a couple of days in between, yeah, kind of watching it and then recording. Okay, it gives you a nice time to ponder on it. You also yeah. mentioned the episode name was Darnick. Have you been looking at all of the episode names or is it just as you go along? As I go along. I've decided okay. to stay completely spoiler free. I'm just watching the episode as it comes along and just the episode titles. I've not looked ahead to see any episode names or anything like that. Yeah, good. Make sure you don't. I actually found an interesting fact that there is in this series, there is one episode that uh, the title spoils the episode. What I didn't realize is they, in the lead up to it, they actually named the episode something else. They only changed the name of the episode when the episode aired to prevent the spoilers and everything. So don't look ahead is what I'm saying. Gotcha. If you can resist, I mean, don't do it. Yeah, I mean, technically this one was kind of a spoiler, kind of wasn't. I mean, they showed it in the next time anyway, didn't they? They, they showed that it was a Dalek there. I, I, I guess if you'd missed the next time episode and you just come into this one fresh, it's kind of a reveal, isn't it? It's like, oh, that, that's it. So I suppose it's kind of a spoiler, but... Kind of not, but I'm, I'm going to stay. I'm going to stay as fresh as possible, so I'm, I'm yeah, avoiding yeah. all future episode names and everything. They actually intended this one to be a spoiler. Again, I was reading up on this. Uh, the reason they called it Dalek, the, re- uh, the reason that they revealed it in the next time trailer, and way in advance of the series end, is because they were so scared that there was going to be a mid-series drop-off because this is like twelve or thirteen yeah. episodes or everything. That they put this episode specifically here. To avoid that, they knew people were going to keep on watching to see the Daleks again. So they thought, right, we'll slap it in the middle. Then people have to watch the full series. They're going to want to see how it starts. They're going to want to see how it ends. How do we engage them in the middle? Let's whack a fucking Dalek episode in there. Makes sense. Clever marketing. Yeah, no, it's clever marketing. I think a lot more, you know, I'm looking at kind of Marvel things now. I think a lot more TV series should probably do the same. Not necessarily spoil the episode there and then, but, you know, you need some mid-series engagement. Yeah. Yeah, you the, the roads reveal didn't do it for you. That wasn't a good mid-series reveal. Uh, just he was so blindingly obvious. You know, <laughs> it was like he'd actually come out, slapped me in the face, and just gone, "I'm a scroll right at the start." And you know, it was just like, oh, well, you know, it's, um, that's that's a that's another topic for another episode, you know, of a podcast that we'll do surely in the future. That's our spin-off um, podcast, the MCU yeah. podcast. Yeah, <laughs> MC Who we could call it. MC Who, that's it. We've, <laughs> we've coined it right there. That's it. There We're you done. go. MC Who. <laughs> trademarked copyrighted right anyway on with the episode jp i'll let you run through it beat to beat and then i'll hit you with a few questions on uh like what your specific thoughts were towards the end um the only thing i want to say before we start is it's set in the distant future of 2012 how upsetting Perfect. is that you know what that's the first thing i put on my notes as well i put 2012 ominous because of course back in 2005 
the world was supposed to be ended in 2012, which, let's be yeah. real, looking at things now, it probably might have ended. It probably did, numbers, yeah. It but... probably did. Yeah, no, no, it, that's it. The yeah, world but... ended in 2016 when Bowie died. But, uh, that's, an, that's, oh. a, that's another podcast. <laughs> There's no, a real so, theory yeah, behind I... that. Oh, don't honestly. You're going to get me started on the Beatles theory as well you know, at some <laughs> point. But uh, but yeah, so 2012, the 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 distant future of 2012, and it's just like, oh, that one's a, a real kick in the teeth. That's you know 11 years ago now. But well, uh, doing some was... quick maths, it's we're now further away from 2012 than Rose and the Doctor were in 2005. That's a very good point. Yeah. Cool. There, that is a scary thought, isn't it? Wow. It's quite. But, yeah, uh... it's quite upsetting, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, just a little bit. But I did think straight away he was up like 2012. And I was like, oh, I wonder if they're going to go for the kind of is the world going to end in 2012? Because it almost sets a kind of the thing I noticed with this episode is if you've got a lot of almost like nameless characters, you know, they're all in trouble. Whereas if you've just <laughs> yeah. got one or two characters, it's kind of like, oh, OK, we know that they're going to survive because they're main characters. They're named. They've built stories with them. Whereas there was a lot of nameless characters and it was 2012 and it was like, we could be in trouble here, you know. So I, I quite like the the whole 2012 setting, which was uh, which was good. But no, so they they turn up in the middle of a uh, of a private art, well, what I thought was an art collection at the start, and was quickly rectified as a kind of an alien artifact collection. Um, I didn't really, uh, apart from the the um, Slovene hand, I didn't actually recognise an awful lot apart from the Doctor looks at a kind of a, a robotic mask. Was yeah, you've heard the of the Cybermen. Yeah, I yeah, was yeah, going to yeah. say because it, it wasn't yeah, made, yeah. but it looked to me like a Cyberman. I was like, and, and that was a question I had was, was that the original kind of mask of the Cyberman? I think it was it like a, a design in the seventies, maybe nineteen seventy-eight. I think I read it was something like that. Not the original, original, but it was like a, uh, yeah, it's like a classic iteration. They've been through so many designs, but yeah, gun in the head. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was one of the original Cybermen designs. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I quite I quite like that. It's a it's a nice little touch there. Um, you know, I, I do like a kind of a. I, I suppose you could call it an Easter egg. It's a bit more obvious than an Easter egg, but I, I like that kind of stuff. It's attention to detail. It's it's the kind of stuff that I'm there for. Yeah, it's one of the first so, sort of. Uh, well, other than like the Autons in the first episode, this is the first thing that really links it back to classic who like it's the first sort of direct connection because the autumns they could have just redone but yeah to throw it back to the side yeah. I mean, it was the first sort of uh hint that this is a continuation of the old series rather than a uh rather than like a reboot yeah no i like that i, I thought that was good um almost as good as the uh, as the american security on this base which uh <laughs> it pains me to say as a brit but they they just blew us out of the water with that. You know, straight away they were there with armed men going, What are you doing here? You're under arrest. Whereas if that had been back in the UK in episode four or five, they'd have probably taken <laughs> yeah, half exactly. an hour. And a team yeah, yeah, breaking yeah. a sandwich break in between. But um yeah, so that was that was one thing I noticed. It, my kind of uh, quibbles for the last two episodes were, is, uh, uh, were done up, should we say. Yeah, this is becoming a famous and uh, a famous segment. Jack reviews the security of the episode. We'll oh, see how don't... that plays out in future <laughs> yeah. episodes. <laughs> yeah, GDPR breaches, you know, you can't deal with them, but that's it. <laughs> um, yeah, so the 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 main I I suppose you can call him a bad guy. Yeah, it depends what side you look at it really. Um they really hit the the typical American businessman douchebag right on the nose there. You know, he's he's there for profit and he's there for profit only. <laughs> well, his name in early drafts of the script was uh William Fence. 
Thank God for that. I thought he was going to say Donald or something like that. I was going to say, wow, that was on the nose. But uh, okay. Well, no. Yeah, they had to change it because, can you work out why? Bill Gates. Exactly. Yeah. So they actually had to, they were like made to change it because it was too on the nose. (laughs) Again, there is some, there was some guy at Microsoft that was sitting there reading through the draft and went, (laughs) yeah, Bill Gates, the United Nations hate Doctor Who. Yeah, God, yeah. William Fence. I like that. That's quite clever, actually. But, oh, um, I want, oh. yeah, I want to say up top as well. Uh, when I was like reading through the uh, the notes and stuff, this episode, one thing in this episode got more complaints than anything else to the point where like it had to get like an Ofsted, not Ofsted, Ofcom. Uh, it's not school. It had to get an Ofcom like investigation into it. I would love it if you could point out what it was. But one thing got was more it- complaints than anything else. Was it the commentary in the fact that what he said when they first go into his office, he makes some kind of oh, what was it? Hold on. He I'll be shocked kind of, if you get this. No, I, I thought it was he made some kind of comment or something about her. Like, no, I don't know what was it. Go on. Not quite. I will. I'll reveal it at the end of the episode if I remember. <laughs> no, that's that's going to be a hell of a uh, kind of a cliffhanger, isn't it? You know, this, yeah, especially if we like, oh, yeah. by the way, yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, no, I have actually yeah. put it at the bottom of my notes, so yeah, we will, uh, yeah, stay tuned to see what the most complained about thing in this episode was, but anyway, sorry, Jack, go on, yeah, so they go into the office, um, you know, the general chit chat. I quite like, um, the thing that really, I mean, I know the doctor's very intelligent. He knows a lot of, you know, a lot about space and universe and everything like that. But I like straight away, he just goes, that's a musical instrument, that is. And he knows exactly how <laughs> yeah. to play it. And, you know, that that's not me, kind of in 50 years' time, musical instruments have disappeared. And someone hands you a guitar and they go, I don't know what this is. Is it some kind of weapon? You go, yeah, it's a guitar. And you pick it up and you play it perfect way. There's no way in hell I can play a guitar or a piano or the drums. You know, I could have a go at it, but it's not going to sound you as well as it did. You could probably knock out like Twinkle Twinkle Little Star or something on the piano, no? Ooh, I used to be able to in school. Or chop, what's the one? Chopsticks or something, right? I think I could do that. I'm pretty sure you're not supposed to do that one anymore, but yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> We're back in 2005, Jack. It's fine. Oh yeah, no, we, yeah, so 2005, different time. Uh, yeah, <laughs> no, I, I don't think I could. What was the other one? I remember learning to play Buffalo Soldier on the piano. I, I could probably have a stab at that. Oh, that's quite a sick one to pull out. At a yeah, party. No, I remember. I remember that. Round yeah. the bonfire, just whip out a keyboard instead of a guitar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, instead of, yeah, I just, what's what's that bulge in your pocket? Is it a guitar? No, it's a keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> just wait till later. Wait till I've had a few later, you know. It's, uh, yeah, so that that was, I, I quite like that. But again, they're, they're really trying to hit it on, you know, kind of the typical American businessman that's that there for profit above everything else. And, yeah, it kind of works in this episode as well, I think, it, which, yeah, I, I liked it. I, I liked it. It was a bit of kind of the thing that made me laugh. He says the great space dustbin. Yes. Um, yes. About the, uh, you know, about the Dalek. Uh, oh, no, sorry. That's that's after when they go down. Um, but um, but yeah, no, I, I like it, it kind of built the that short conversation they have in in the office builds the entire background you, you know you don't need any more than that any more would have been overdoing it it tells you where they are what's happening who the characters are and it builds the story of this to me i kind of got that feel that almost like that jurassic park feeling yeah 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 that sort of where uh crazy eccentric yeah, yeah yeah 
but it's going to go wrong and you know it's going to go wrong and you can see it's like kind of blindingly obvious it's going to go wrong but the guy's like nope this is fine this is all good and, and i got that feeling it was almost like you know when he was up with the big vault as well i was like god that really reminds me of the t-rex pen but um... yes yeah no i really like that uh henry van staten i think his name is like as an opposite of the doctor i think he's brilliant they're both obsessed with space and the stars yeah they're from different times but they're both geniuses but one of them just wants to go and experience it and the other i think the doctor even says you want to bury it underground you're as far away from the stars as you can be i think he's a brilliant sort of opposite character uh to the doctor yeah i think that's really cool yeah well well it's interesting because both of them are there to preserve alien artifacts you know the doctor through actual kind of actually doing something and and van staten through actually preserving them in a museum you know and and it's i mean it's a debate that's still going on now i mean you see it in the news all the time you know, us, us Brits were kleptomaniacs back in the day. You know, we, we stole everything that wasn't bolted down. And to be honest, you go down to a pub nowadays and, you know, you, you try and pull the chair out and it's bolted to the floor for the for the same reason. But, yeah. <laughs> again, it's that, it's that kind of thing that, you know, what, what belongs in a museum? You know, like Indiana Jones, does it belong in a museum or does it give it where it is? Yeah, exactly. Is it Black Panther as well when, uh, is it Killmonger? He literally goes in and raids the museum to get the... Vibranium, to get the vibranium, yeah. Right? yeah, yeah, that's right, yeah, no, spot on, yeah, because he, he goes through and he has an interesting thing where he, he asks about the uh, I think it's like a hammer uh, tong axe thing, and he and he, he asks the, the guide about it, and she says, Oh, it was taken in not present day Ghana or something, and he says, No, 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 it was found there, but it was originally from there, you know, and again, it's an interesting debate, you know, what what belongs in a museum and what belongs well, not belongs, but what deserves to be left alone, yeah, you know, uh, it's, um, it's which I like. So talking of being left alone, though, they then uh, introduce us to the one living being that they've got in the collection, um, which, as I said, the uh, doctor describes as a great space dustbin, which I <laughs> thought was hilarious. I've got to say, I'm on the train absolutely cracking up. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's my first. I mean, of course, you know, I don't live under a rock. I know who the Daleks are, but it's a very, very interesting first you know, kind of interaction with the Daleks. Isn't it fucking brilliant when it's when... Oh, I love it. The doctor's first interaction. Pitch black room. He's having a little look around. The blue eye stalk. And then you see it starts to talk and it's fucking ear lights start illuminating. Yeah. Like, oh, and his face just drops. And I was going to ask, yeah. like, firstly, what do you think of the design of the rusty old Dalek? Yeah, I quite like it. I mean, you know, from what I understood, Daleks were always shiny gold and, you know, that, that was it. So I quite like it because... As you find out later in the episode, it actually came to Earth uh, ages ago. They did only they just found it. So yeah, I quite and it like was that. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's worn torn. You know that, and that's the uh, the design of that was perfect. It showed that this isn't a Dalek that's fresh off the line. It's 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 a Dalek that's been through a lot. You know, and and I quite like that. And it was very very interesting because again, knowing nothing about the background, I know that the Doctor and the Daleks have always had a running in, you know, old Who. But seeing the Doctor pretty much panic and try and get out of the room and the, at the sight yeah. of the Dalek, as you say, as soon as it lights up, his face just drops. And I was like, this is the guy that, at the moment, the only time we'd ever seen him been slightly scared was when he was literally faced with death, with, you know, kind of an episode three where, yeah, you yeah. know, they're, they're reaching through. And even still, he was like, well, you know, it is what it is. But seeing this man or alien turn and try and run out the room was just like, wow, this is, the stakes are high. Yeah, it's pretty cool. What do you think of 
angry Christopher Eccleston then, the angry doctor in this totally different side of him. I love Angry Chris. I just, oh, Angry <laughs> Chris is beautiful. It's just like you get this, and I think that's why it works so well as well, because it's such a massive juxtaposition between the normal doctor who's very carefree, very knowledgeable. You know, he almost bounces around the room. He's very energetic, that kind yeah. of. And then suddenly you get this, the, you know, this being that is just angry. And it's not even like kind of an angry, it's almost like a. Kind of an it's hatred. Like it's hatred. Is what yeah, it is, yeah, like I think this is the first time we've actually seen him lose it. Yeah, yeah, because he, even still, in episode four, when they shot the fake alien, you know, he was upset. That that was that was different. He was upset. He was, you know, he wanted to understand more, and he was upset that they shot. Yeah, almost disappointed. Things. Yeah, yeah. This, as you say, was hatred, pure hatred, and I, I just, yeah, it was, it was so different. It was like, wow, and it's, okay. it's maintained through the whole episode as well. Like he is not. This isn't a fun episode by any means, necessarily. Like this no, is a dark, scary episode. But yeah, like totally, totally different side of the Doctor, and uh, yeah, like I had to, I like, I took myself out of it for a second. I was like, this is such good acting, and he's not acting with anyone. He's talking to a box do you know what i mean like in, yeah, in real yeah. life like that dalek he can't emote with that dalek that dalek can't emote that that's that's top fucking tier acting honestly oh for sure for sure you know as you say there's no there's no actor opposite you giving you cues kind of you know it's very i mean i've never done acting before or anything like that but i can imagine it's, it's a lot easier to almost in theory talk to somebody that's there that can yeah yeah. Like kind of given an emotional reaction, even if it's just a laugh or you know a smile or a sad face or something, rather than just a, a box. Exactly, you know, yeah. really must. Have, it almost reminds me of the. Uh, have you ever seen the behind the scenes film with Jack Nicholson, kind of gearing up before he does that face? You know the, the you know the famous thing for, uh, scene from The Shining where he breaks through the door. There's oh, yes, a behind yeah, the yeah. scenes video of him just charging around the room with this axe, and you're like, wow, that is a madman. You know. <laughs> getting the energy you know and, and I, I love it i just think it was brilliant um but it was an interesting conversation because it, it kind of i, I got the feeling because they then talk about the space war between the daleks and the time lords which again it's been hinted at at previous episodes and, and everything but i think this was the biggest clarification we've got on this on this time war yes yeah um, yeah yeah i think it was very relevant because i almost felt like the doctor almost feels like he's oppenheimer and I say very relevant. Yes. We all know that, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, se- the second biggest film's coming out soon, you know, Barbie being the first, but Oppenheimer is coming <laughs> out soon. And, you know, which what, one are I you mean, seeing he's... first, Jack? Well, Barbie, because it comes out first, you know. It's the same day, isn't it? Yeah, but I think there's an earlier, from where we, kind of where we are, there's there's an earlier screen of Barbie and then there's a later oh, screen of Oppenheimer. Yeah. Sure, it's it's right. the perfect day out. Fucking the UAE have pushed back Barbie to the 31st of August. Well, it sucks to be you, doesn't it, mate? I'm I'm genuinely livid about this. I'm so upset. I was I, I genuinely not even taking piss. This looks like a fucking quality film. It does, doesn't it? That's the weirdest <laughs> thing about it. It's just like I, I don't know. I mean, I've never had any interest in Barbie, but suddenly no, I'm like, right. I've heard such good things about it. As well. I like, know they're go killing it. it with the marketing. Yeah, I'm I'm more gassed for Barbie than I am for Oppenheimer. For fuck's sake. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's 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 interesting. I mean, you, you watch, it's going to be one of those things that is so hyped up and then it just nosedives. But I don't actually think it's going to, though. I feel like it's got a, a good enough following now that people are going to 
go see it. And, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a game of numbers, isn't it? You know, you, you kind yeah, of, if yeah. you've got enough people that see it, there's always going to be a fall off anyway. But the more people that see it, the more, like, the less the fall off is percentage wise. So, yeah, exactly. Exactly. No, I, I actually yeah. hope it does really well in a year where movies and blockbusters are failing all over the place. But anyway, we've, we've got way off topic there. Massively um, off topic. So, yeah, Doctor, I, I felt like was a bit like Oppenheimer. You know, he, knows that what whatever he did in the time war was needed to be done but he kind of looking back it feels that guilt that everybody apart from him and this dalek that's chained up opposite him survived that that's it which it's got to have massive guilt and i feel that that's part of the reason he has this kind of hatred for the dalek as well because he's like your species caused me to do that you know you forced my hand i I didn't want to do that and and we've seen that he always wants to try and take the peaceful option out you know yeah exactly he wants to negotiate. He's there to negotiate. He's not there to, you know, decimate planets and kill off species. He he wants peace, you know, through negotiation, which is is the best way forward. So very, very interesting. Um, and I've got to say as well, I, I mean, the sad Dalek, I never thought you could make a, a kind of a, a robot emote until <laughs> I watched the sad Dalek. I was, I was thinking like, the same thing. It is very good, isn't it? Because it is like yeah. a sad little puppy. It is, yeah. I mean, the ears stay the same. Like I, I, you called them ears, so I'm gonna call them ears as well because I think yeah, they yeah, wear yeah. ears. But they, 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 they don't move, but they look like they drop. Like yeah, they you're right. Sad. And I'm like, you're right. Wow. <laughs> there is. I did get taken out of that say uh, that scene with the sad Dalek and Rose because there's one point where it like it's looking at Rose, sort of like its eye line, and then it drops as if it's staring at her tits. And I was, I oh, just God. totally took me out of the moment for a second. But uh, yeah, no, sad Dalek is, is yeah. very good. Well, no, because the sad Dalek's with the Doctor as well, because he gets very sad, and the Doctor's like, "Well, no, you, you not." He doesn't call him scum, but you know, he's like, "No, it, you know, you're you're the bad guy," which yeah. was interesting. Yeah, yeah, but exactly. That then brings us on to the next interaction between Rose and the technician, whose name I've forgotten. Was he named in the episode? The, the British yeah. technician, yeah, Adam. Adam, that's it. So he, uh, so they both go into his lab, I guess you could call it. it, it his yeah. fuck pad, yeah. Yeah, that's it. I've got to say straight away, I, I'm not sure what it is, but Rose is straight on the British accent. She was like, yeah, I'm, I'm digging the British accent, you know. Yeah. Where was his accent from? I was trying to figure it out. I think it's just a generic English accent, is it really? Yeah, because he does his little awkward, fantastic, like the doctor in it. It just made my blood crawl. But yeah, she clearly sees the doctor in him. Uh, this is someone that she might be able to shag. Yeah, no, agreed, agreed. And I've got to say, part of my notes was the sexual tension was thick enough to cut with a knife. Yeah. They're, they're chatting. And then suddenly Rose goes, wouldn't you rather go downstairs? And I was like, whoa, hold <laughs> <up>. <laughs> It's a very subtle like, sexual innuendo. I actually didn't pick up on that. Yeah, no, I was like, oh, okay, fair enough. So, no, but I think you're right. I think it's someone that she sees. She's obviously got, you know, a very good relationship with the Doctor or a forming relationship with the Doctor, but kind of another human that's a similar age to her that's also from Earth. I think she kind of, that's the thing that's missing with the Doctor because, of course, the Doctor's not not from Earth. And, you know, so I kind of got that. And it's going to be interesting to see where it goes at the end of the kind of next episode as well. Yeah, because he's a companion now. He is a companion now, yeah. So, um, yeah, so then, of course, it goes on about the Time War. Um, To which I put, why didn't the Time Wars just stand at the top of some stairs? And then, of course, later in the episode, 
the Dalek starts flying. And I'm like, oh, okay, fair enough. The Dalek's <laughs> flying now. You know, it, so, it's almost like that. Go, go on. on. I was going to say, it's almost like that thing where you, you find a bug and the bug's crawling, you're brave and everything, and then it starts flying and you just get the hell out of You it. just you're run. Just like, nope, yeah, I'm done. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> kind of got uh, that feeling there. So the writer of this episode has only written one episode of Doctor Who, this one. Um, but he's, there's an interview with him and he goes that um, when he got commissioned to write it, he asked his wife, who was also a Doctor Who fan, he said, what do you find silly about the Daleks? And she said, uh, the silly sucker that they have the fact that they oh. can't turn around properly and the fact that they can't get upstairs. So he said he made it his mission to make all of those things scary in this episode. And other than the stupid line, which is, what are you going to do? Sucker me to death. I think he works right he, the, the Dalek is scary in this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, three of those points I get, I, I still put the magic space sucker that does everything. It, it just, it, <laughs> I, I saw that and I was just like, <laughs> Ah, okay, yeah, fair enough. I get it. <laughs> Why not? I just, yeah, it was just a strange add-on, really. He was just like, surely you'd want something that, you know, I mean, you look at robotics and how they're progressing now. You, you know, you you got this kind of. I think the latest thing for like gripping is like almost like an octopus thing. So it's almost like an octopus. Like if you look at like kind of six or seven octopus arms and they come together, they're all kind of jointed. Surely a, an advanced alien race would have gone. Maybe a space sucker isn't the best thing to pick things up with. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe maybe, I'm, maybe that's why we're not an uh, you know an advanced uh, alien. Yeah, exactly, so. exactly. I do love the idea because this is two thousand and five, right? So the internet is still pretty fresh, and I think they say something at the beginning like "I own the internet," as if yes, that was a yeah. thing. And then you've got the dark, but they sort of rose. It's like, how can you? own the internet so i'm like oh do they understand what the internet is at this point or not and then you have the dalek that just smashes his sucker into one computer yeah. and then gets <laughs> a fucking palpatine electric shocked and the doctor's like he's downloading the whole internet like, oh you guys you don't know what the internet oh. is yet do you <laughs> i'll tell you what if he'd have done that now he probably would have uh he would have probably driven off the top of some top yeah you know, kind of well we'd have self-destructed straight away and there'd have been no yeah episode. no yeah, yeah, yeah sure. exactly. oh, dear. that would have been that would have been dangerous but uh yeah no it was it was an interesting and i've got to say going on from the the whole palpatine thing it kind of did the opposite of palpatine he regenerated instead of uh <laughs> yeah, turning yeah. Into a shriveled old man that says good you know i was but um yeah no that was that was interesting it was quite a satisfying thing to watch the the dalek almost regenerate it actually was wasn't things. it yeah 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 it was quite interesting you know it, it was it kind uh, of satisfied of, it yeah yeah a little bit like the opposite of popping bubble wrap you know with the little like nodes on the outside <laughs> yeah just, they, they were unpopping i was like oh that i quite like that that's yeah, yeah. it was a bit asmr wasn't it yeah yeah yeah. i liked it, it. i liked it yeah so but yeah, yeah so i mean I quite... the dalek is the dalek is scary when its middle bit starts flipping around and spinning and how it takes out all of those uh scientists and because the doctor says give the scientists and everybody a gun and then the Dalek just fucking eliminates them all brilliant yeah i mean that there's so yeah i mean like i know we've skipped over a few bits there one thing i do think is a little bit important that i found out from the episode doctor has two hearts yes yeah so that's, that's confirmed bad. in this episode did you not know that that's quite like a statement no, of the series now. didn't didn't know that i was like oh okay that and it made me laugh because then van Houten's like oh, I'm going to patent that and I'm going to make... And I was like, oh, <laughs> it's going to be interesting to see how he does that, but fair enough. But yeah, <laughs> no, that was quite interesting. Um, yeah. I was expecting something else as well because they go through the scan again like a second time and I was expecting something else to turn up, but they 
yeah, they they kind of cut away. And um, but yeah, two hearts, very interesting. Is that explained further down the line why they got two hearts, or is that just a a thing that t- all time lords have two hearts? And yeah, and I think it's just a little bit of lore that they added in. Apparently, I think they've got something like seven brain stems as well, something like that. But uh, yeah, I don't think it's ever explained why, but it does come up as a plot point occasionally. Yeah, interesting. Okay, interesting. Um. Yeah, so Doctor's got two hearts. I did think it was before the yeah, kind of this is as the Daleks kind of getting loose. I did write, I think the Doctor's turned into a bit of a scaredy cat. You know, he was a, a bit like, oh, you know, don't want to do this. Yeah. And right at the start, he's trying to get out. And then, of course, at the end, I'm like, yeah, okay, he had some good reason there to be, uh, to be scared. As I said, yeah, the Dalek didn't start flying until, until the end. And I was like, yeah, okay, he's probably got a good reason to be scared then. Um, very interesting though. The the Dalek kind of turned on the old crocodile tears on Rose to to get her to to touch it, it, him it whatever you yeah, know when he that kind of gets the human thing turned on it's, the crocodile tears. Yeah, sort of especially when you know, like the more Dalek episodes you see, the less believable this Dalek is. To be fair, because like they the whole thing is that they can't show any emotions. They don't have any emotions other than hatred. So yeah, to be able to like manipulate Rose into doing that. It's quite interesting. And I sort of was justifying it. Yeah, but he's got some of Rose's DNA. But no, this is before he's, before she's touched him. Like, yeah, this is. Yeah, yeah. Like, it works, I mean, I... but it doesn't work with the law of the Daleks, I don't think. Yeah, I mean, I, I suppose, you know, the thing is, it's kind of, even though it, it's a fake emotion, isn't it? You know, the, the, the underlying emotion is hatred. It still wants to kill everybody in the complex. But it knows it's intelligent enough to know that that's the best way to get free. You know, it's almost like picking a lock. Yeah, but I right. don't like what you'll learn from their character before is like they don't, they don't understand. They have like an emotional inhibitor put in them. So like it makes sense once she's got some human or once he's got some human DNA in him, then yeah, it sort of makes sense. But no, I, I felt that was a bit odd. I have literally, I've got two criticisms for this episode. That's the first one. And the second one is, how the fuck do they not outrun that Dalek? You'll see them, they'll be miles ahead and then it'll cut to the next scene and the Dalek's right behind them again. Or, you know, yeah. they start running up the stairs and then they stop. What are you doing, man? Like, it's but, all but talk- ticking down to the vault being locked and Rose being locked in. That shouldn't have happened. Rose should have made it through that door about half an hour before the, the fucking Dalek got there. Well, there's two things. One, I actually put on my notes, you know, why didn't they shut the power down straight away? Because the Dalek wouldn't have been able to get through, like, through the door. Because I'm assuming the door was run on, you know, electricity and power. If they'd have just shut the power straight away, that thing would have been trapped in there. Yeah, good point. But then would Rose have been trapped in there as well? Uh, I can't. No, it doesn't. No, I think she escapes, doesn't she? Because then they, they, they have that bit where the, all the soldiers are there with the guns pointed. Waiting for it to come out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that's right. Because it puts the su- it puts the sucker on there, and then it guesses the code, doesn't it? It puts the sucker on, and yes, then it yes, does the code. <laughs> so if they did just shut the power down, wouldn't it bad? It's not getting through the door with a sucker. Oh yeah, and it didn't have its gun at that point either, did it? Yeah. Didn't have the laser. No. Which, by the way, how cool is the death laser? Is oh yeah, the actual effect of the skeleton. How just fucking... cool is that? I, Mate, it's I was scary. I know. I was just like, wow. It it just like it, it was so unexpected as well, you know, because the, the, the there has been a few bits of doc, like kind of the the previous episodes that I thought, oh, 
that's kind of touching on the PG into the 12 kind of thing with not so much gore, but like, yeah, they're kind of pushing it as far as it can. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that just seeing that for the first time, I was like, wow, I want some more of that. That's that's tasty. I like that. Um, well, don't forget, you're on the art, you're keeping your eyes peeled for the thing that was most complained about. What was most complained about? Okay, it's it's in that sort of vein. This is a kid's show, and you've got skeletons falling all through the world. Like, I'd fucking complain about that if I was a worse person. Yeah, I suppose. I suppose. Um, was it the fact that the Dalek moved like he was in Robot Wars, or was that the you know because that that did irk me a little bit? I'm like, you got really? this killer robot on the loose, and it was it, honestly I was expecting like Jeremy Clarkson to to come in and just like commentate <laughs> with the uh, you know with the with the team behind the controller because it did move around, and I wonder if that was because they actually made a physical Dalek and yeah almost remote controlled it around the place. I, I don't know, but I just how yeah, else would bit... you do that though? I thought that looked sick. No, it was just a bit clumsy. I mean, again, it's yeah, 2005. I forgive it. It's you know, kind of. I do miss the noise, but uh, you know, it's just a bit Robot Wars esque kind of. You know, two robots stuck at a corner and the, the robots <laughs> coming in to count them down. You know, but um, yeah, no. So that that was yeah, it was a little bit kind of Star Warsy. Um, and then we go to that amazing, amazing scene where they've got Van Houten's like, no, don't worry, we've got all of the security in a room we'll stop it here oh, and you see, yeah, yeah, yeah. see rose and adam run through them and again fair play to the soldiers for not dropping them there and then because <laughs> you know you, you would have an itchy trigger finger at that point but um they, they run through and then they're all stood there and they make the laugh as well they even gave the poor scientists guns well yeah i had a question for this the doctor says give everybody guns give scientists guns give everybody guns right He's sacrificing them, right? Surely. He knows they're going to die. He knows they can't stop the Dalek. Is he sacrificing them to save Rose, do you reckon? Or do you think he... I I didn't get that bit. Like, Surely the Doctor would just be like, evacuate everyone immediately, which I think he is at the beginning of the episode, actually, thinking out loud. And then when he realises Rose is still there, do you think he's like, right, I need to do everything I can to slow this Dalek down. I don't care who is going to die. Give the fucking scientist guns. Rose is not dying. Uh, I don't know, because the, the next note I've got is about the, the American stubbornness, because he he says to them, he says, oh, it, it just dissolves the, like, it dissolves the bullet before it gets, you know, before it makes an impact on the on the armour. And he says about localising your shots to, to the head or the, uh, or the, like, the eyes. The, the still, eye yeah. So I don't know. It could have been a bit of both, really. I mean, like, does he expect everybody to put shots on in the same location? I mean, if you're a scientist, you probably never held a gun. Yeah, exactly, before. exactly. You know, you, you maybe a sub, but I don't know. Yeah, you could be right. I never thought of that. Yeah, I, I feel like, like he was. Movie. Yeah, I feel I feel like he was. But then he obviously he actively kills Rose in this episode, technically. Yeah, no, that's true. That's true. He makes he, that he decision. Yeah. The door. Yeah, 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 yeah. Kills Rose. Yeah. So, and he's interested again, just seeing his reaction to this. This is not happy-go-lucky, Doctor. This is fucking. This is dark, Doctor. Oh, it's dark, Doctor. And the fact that they have to, they they have to sit there and watch, and it's almost like you kind of look at it and you think, oh, they're actually going to do it. They're actually going to slow it down, and then suddenly it kind of, you know, I mean, all these bullets are flying, and I didn't see one put, you know. All these bullets flying, not one person reloaded. It's like watching a Fast and Furious <laughs> movie and seeing how many times they change gear. You know, it's like wow, you know, it's incredible. But um, 
I mean, fair play to the Dalek because the the next note I've got is is combo because you know turning <laughs> on the sprinkler, electric multi kill. That was it. <laughs> it's like I was like, wow, okay, fair enough. You know, I was yeah, expecting the kind of the combat combo thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that exactly, was it. I was like, yeah. wow. Okay, fair enough. Like, you know, the, I mean, again, the sheer terror, fair play to the extras that were soldiers on the kind of the balcony bit, because they actually did a fair bit of acting on kind of the sheer terror. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, shit, we're next. Like, you know, that's it. Um, yeah. And then, of course, they make the de- then they make the decision to shut the entire thing down. But, of course, not before they look and they have a little conversation, didn't they, with the Dalek? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It through, was the, through the thing. watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, no, that was it. And I put, and now everyone is dead, soggy. Great job, you know. That, that was it. It was just the, the the rain was on, and that was it. But I, I almost got some. Have you ever seen the two thousand and three uh, Daredevil film? No, I never have. But I need Affleck. to because they're coming back in. They're Deadpool. coming back. They're coming back. There's a really interesting scene in there because he explains about the rain and how he can, when it rains, he gets a clearer picture of everything because of the way that the sound goes and everything. And he has this really kind of romantic scene with um with what who turns into Electra, no, kind of the lady that turns into Electra, and right. it's raining and it's all very romantic and it's all that. And I'm sitting there and I'm watching this Dalek in, you know, I know it's a sprinkler, but it, you know, could have been the rain. And I'm sitting there thinking, are they trying to put a romantic spin between the Dalek and the Doctor? <laughs> you are the only person that's picked it's, up on that. I was expecting the Dalek to start holding up like some kind of boombox or something and just be like, Doctor, we could work this out. You know, I was like, <laughs> yeah. okay. Yeah, it's like <laughs> the end of Notting Hill. I'm just a Dalek standing in front of a Doctor asking him to love him. <laughs> that was it. And it's raining, it's perfect. And I was like, <laughs> I'm reading this terribly, terribly wrong. But um, yeah, and, and it did make me laugh because it did remind me of a little bit of a Pokemon battle. You know, physical, physical did no damage. Doctor yes, uses yeah. emotional damage. It's super effective. You know, and I was like, huh, okay. You know, you can't hurt him one way. You, you know, give him a real kick in the, uh, you know, kind of on the, you know, in the, in the, uh, in the emotions there, which uh, it seemed to work. And I think again, the only reason that worked is because the Dalek had interfaced with Rose at the start. Yes, exactly. He's got, got some her human, human DNA yeah. or emotion or something. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Which uh, again is a very good plot point to develop on. I liked it. It was you can see and of course they then build on that and the point where the Dalek doesn't kill Rose you know the Dalek has every opportunity to it should kill Rose it's programmed to kill it's programmed to hate but it doesn't kill Rose and it's like oh okay this is this is interesting I mean I could imagine if you've you know if you're watching old who you know what the Daleks are like you've you you know you've grown up with them that would be like a this isn't a normal Dalek yeah absolutely absolutely yeah you can you can see the change yeah and the doctor yeah. can see the change, yeah. The doctor can see the change as well, like in the ending. But go on, keep it moving. What else have you got in your well, notes, which I haven't I was, seen this week because you didn't share them I with was, me? Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But the, the other thing I was going to say as well that really, really made me laugh is I'm pretty sure that the doctor must have invented the in game chat for Call of Duty 6, you know, Modern Warfare 2. Because straight away he just turns around, he just tells him, kill yourself. And I'm like, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. wow, we're, we are back in the noughties. You know, it's 2009. I've, I've logged on to the PS3 and I've got kill some yourself. random person telling me to kill myself. I was like, oh, okay, fair enough. You know, I was, I was expecting a few slurs to come along with them as well. But thankfully they didn't. There were some um, uh, there were some good quotes in this, to be fair. There's the one at the beginning, which is like, how did they get in, in through the window? Love that. Yeah, intruder window. Yeah, I like that. That was good. And there's the, the uh, what are you going to do, sucker me to death? Yep. 
And I think my favourite one was what he says to Adam. He says, what are you going to do? I've got the same note. Yeah, I've got the same note down. Absolutely brilliant. (laughs) I've got the exact same note, yeah. What are you going to do? Throw your A-levels at him. Love it. Absolutely love it. I just... It's brilliant. I just and the fact as well is just it's delivered perfectly. It is. You he know, is the king of sass, Christopher Eccleston. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I love it. It was good. Um, I've got to say, I feel like they missed the trick. You know, with um, they they could have kind of put the ultimate nerd Easter egg in there in the fact that they get stuck on level forty six. Go on. Uh, they could have made it forty two. Everyone knows that forty two is the answer to everything. Could have made it forty-two. Oh, okay. Well, you um, know, I know, I know, hitchhikers blurring and everything like that. But I just, ah, oh, they could have just, you know, just one, yeah, one number. But like, that was a minor thing. It was you'll be very happy to know. In a few years, we get an episode titled Forty-two JP. Oh, there you go. See, forty-two. The answer to it. There you go. <laughs> and is that actually? I've never picked up on that before. The episode is like a pub quiz episode where they had to answer loads of questions to get through doors. And it's called 42, which is the answer to everything. So the that makes sense thematically. Spoilers for any future uh, Doctor Who episodes. If you're not seeing yeah, them It's like a Chris Chibnall uh... episode as well. We'll actually get to it. Oh, next season? Season after, season after, season three. Okay, cool, cool. We then get a little bit more angry Chris um, when uh, when he realises he's locked, locked Rose in with the Dalek. Oh, can we just comment on, again, 2005 technology? Two keyboards on either end of a blank computer screen, which is just the screen of glass, and just two men frantically typing whilst clearly staring at each other through this piece of glass. Yep. Oh, you, you got to do it. You, you have to do it. You know, you, you just. And again, it's someone sat 2005 and they were like, right, how do we make this look more futuristic? <laughs> yeah. Blue two keyboards together and a bit of glass. Perfect. <laughs> Love it. That's it. Done. Oh, it's um, so quaint. It is, it is, but um, yeah, no, I, I liked it. And then, of course, as I said, angry Chris. They then reopen the uh, the vault door, and you know the Dalek comes through, and then we actually get to see the alien inside the armor. Yeah, what did you think of that design? I thought it was cool. You know, I yeah. just, I, I, one, I didn't expect it. I, I mean, I, I've always the limited knowledge of Daleks I had. I thought the actual met, not the metallic, was the alien. I thought it was like a metallic species. I didn't realise it was an actual suit of armour, I guess you could call it. And I thought that was really, yeah. really cool. And I suppose if you're looking at it, if you go really, really deep into it, it's almost like the Dalek now has humanity and it's opening up quite literally to show its weakness. You know, it's got that human... It's no longer a one-dimensional kill bot. It is... Yeah. It's got complex emotions. So that's why it opened up and that's why it showed them its true form, which... I thought it was really, really cool. And I just didn't expect it to look like that, to be honest. Um, yeah, it's a creepy looking thing, isn't it? Creepy looking thing. I think they get it spot on with the kind of the angry, you know, because it had one eye, didn't it? Yes. And it just looks like an, even though it's just a blob with an eye, it looks like an angry blob with an eye. Yeah, it looks strange, doesn't it? It, it does. It looks strange. And I liked it. I, I did like it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, what did I think about the ending? Again, kind of, I, I go back to episode three, and I, I think I'm feeling like a kind of a similar thing. It was almost not a get out clause because it then goes to the whole point that humanity is, you know, key and having emotions is a good thing and everything like that. But it was just like the Dalek then at that moment then decided, oh, you know what, I'm just going to self destruct. Yeah. 
Yeah, I've yeah, seen, exactly. I've seen, quite literally seen the light. I'm now going to self-destruct, and I was like, the way that they kind of developed the Daleks throughout the episode, I just didn't see that being the way that the episode ended. Yeah, it's sort of a weird. Yeah, they sort of spin it off that like, oh, the human DNA is taking over and it's evolving and all this sort of stuff. But yeah, you're right. It does feel like a bit of a like a get out of jail free card. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, what would be interesting just... at the end of this series, we've got to go back and count how many times the doctor actually saves the day. Because I don't okay. think it's been many so far, you know. No. Um, episode one, Rose saves the day. Yeah. Episode two, I suppose episode two. He yeah, he kind of saves the kind day. Kind of saves the day. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, other people have to sacrifice themselves, but overall, I suppose he saves the day. Episode three. Um, Dickens. Oh, Dickens. I nearly called him Dr. Samuel. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Charles Dickens saves the day. Episode four and five. Well, I suppose it was his idea to blow up Parliament. But Rose, but again, that was a suicide mission unless Rose... Suggested yeah. getting in the cupboard. Yeah, that's true. So it's about 50-50 so, yeah, so got... at the minute. Yeah, it's about 50-50. At the moment, yeah. And it, Rose, for sure, definitely saved the day on this one. Yeah, 100%. So, yeah, no. Um, going to finish with a bit of a controversial thing. I didn't think this was the best episode so far I've seen. Whoa. Really? Yeah, I, I, don't get me wrong. Still liked it, but I didn't think it was the best out of the, the six I've seen. I didn't actually think it was the best one. Fucking hell, what are you putting above this? I, I think Rose. I, I think Rose was, was really good. Really? Even with all the family drama nonsense in between? and Yeah, I just... I, I re it was the ending that really done it for me. You know, I mean, episode okay, three, yeah, I'm yeah. out of mind about the ending as well. But episode three was... it was Yeah, it was good, but it was all, it was all right. And it was just the fact that this episode, throughout the episode, was really, really, really good. They built up everything. They showed it was dangerous. They showed, you know, there was tension there. You just didn't. And it was what I said at the start of the episode. And the fact that there was all these people, so nobody was safe. It was just like, right, who dies next? This is it. And the threat of, then they're starting to count up about the population of Salt Lake City. And they're trying to work <laughs> out how many people are going to die if the dialect gets out. And then it was just like, oh, okay, that's it. Done. Yeah. It was such a... Fair enough. Fair enough. anti it was, it was, and it just it kind of ruined the episode, not ruined the episode, but it kind of brought it down a little bit. It's the, I, the, the worst thing is, I, I don't even know how I'd have wanted the episode to end, because I feel like if they'd have made the Dalek friends with the Doctor, I don't think that would have been a good ending either. I just... Yeah, I, I, I suppose know. you've I, got to have the, the Doctor shoot him, really, haven't you? Well, that's it, and I mean, the, the thing is, as well, is the Doctor was primed to, to kill the Dalek, and yeah, Rose comes with that kind of line of, who's the one holding the gun? Which yeah, was again yeah. very interesting because I feel like that was kind of playing on what the doctor, you know, going back to the Oppenheimer thing, where you know the doctor is the one that is holding the gun, and that's it. The Dalek has yeah. opened up and is is vulnerable, and it's only the doctor that's, you know, he spent the whole episode saying these are mindless killers; they they won't hesitate to kill you and everything like that, and then it's completely reversed. But I don't know; it, it was still a very good episode. I will say that it was still a very good episode, but I just don't think it was the best one we've seen yet. No, fair enough, mate. That's a really interesting. This, for me, is definitely the best episode so far. Mm -hmm. uh, and it is one of the best series, in my opinion. But before we say yeah. whether you love it or hate it, uh, just miscellaneous notes, anything to add? No. Um, annoyingly, I watched the episode actually twice this well, last week. 
I have okay. no idea what the Easter egg is because, of course, I'm looking through these episodes for the Easter egg and everything like that. No idea. They, I, I mean, if I had to guess, I'm going to say the two hearts thing. I'm still going to going with the <laughs> the the two doctor kind of thing, but I just no no idea. Interesting. It's becoming more and more obvious. To be fair. See, I, I feel like I had no idea that time. Like uh, the, the episode before, I was like, okay, you know, I kind of, I, I had a, an idea, you know, I had a, I had a kind of an educated guess. But this one, <laughs> no, no idea. Interesting. Well, stay tuned for that. Uh, the only other thing I want to add, really, is that um, they very nearly did. Unbelievably, Doctor Who doesn't have the rights to the Daleks, so they really Ooh. weren't. Yeah, it's so the rights are still owned by the creators. Uh, family and they very nearly refused to uh, give the rights back. The way Doctor Who got it back was they agreed that the Daleks would appear in at least one episode per season of Doctor Who. So well, that makes keep sense. your eye for that. Sometimes it's used a lot better than uh, uh, <laughs> than other times. Um, oh dear. So yeah, just keep your eyes peeled for the reveal of the Daleks, but know that you're getting them in at least one episode per season for the foreseeable future. But um, I think okay. that pretty much wraps it up. Before we say love it or hate it, do you want to take one final guess as to what the most complained about thing in this episode was? Skeletons flying all over the place, the doctors being tortured, uh, creepy, weird, tentacle, penis-like alien. Any ideas, Jack? Which way are you going to hedge your bets? Let's have a think about this. I think... I- I'm, I'm going to go with the, the kind of the kill yourself thing, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah, the doctor telling someone to kill themselves, encouraging yeah. kids to. Uh, no, so when Rose meets Adam, Henry Van Staten says, why don't you two go and canoodle or spoon or whatever it is you Brits do? And the use I... of the word spoon got more complaints than any other episode this series and out of anything in this episode. I told you it was in the office bit. I knew it was in the <laughs> office bit because it was just, uh, yeah, that, I, could, I mean, I could kind of see that, but then I... Uh, oh, fuck off. What is wrong I with the British of, public? Um, Who is complaining yeah. about the use of the word spoon, yeah. for fuck's sake? It's, it's going to be parents. If you sit down, like, and you know who it's going to be, right? It's going to be parents who have complained because they've had to explain what spooning is to their child. But you just say it's cuddling. There's fucking skeletons flying all over the place in this yeah, episode. But... Like, it's mental. Yeah, but a man dying from a death laser is a lot easier to explain than one spoon in this. Yeah, um, okay. Love it or hate <laughs> it, JP. I, look, I know I complained about the ending, but I still loved it. Hey, yeah, yeah he just it was perfect. I mean, that was my first true exposure to the Daleks. I can't wait for him to come back. You know, I know, I know uh, you said there's yeah. a few iffy episodes, but I, I, I can't wait for him to come back because that kind of, I think that almost bridged the gap between the old Daleks and these new Daleks. You know, like the thing yeah. with the stairs, what you're saying about the three things. I, I feel like that's, you know, they're only going to get better from here. So, yep, yeah, I loved it. Mate, agreed. The Daleks, in my opinion, do only go up for the next few appearances. And it might not be that long until we have to see them again. But anyway, I didn't say Ooh. that. Um, okay. Next time, trailer, JP. You know what? I, my note is not a lot to take from it apart from is that Simon Pegg? It is. It is weird. Early two thousand Simon Pegg. Simon Pegg. I love it. I, I, I've got to say, Simon Pegg is one of my favourite actors, along with Nick Frost yes. as well. Yeah. Two yeah. brilliant actors that are just top. I just everything I watch of them, I love it. And I just, I was like, oh my god, that's Simon Pegg. I, yeah, <laughs> with ah. a weird little goatee. Yeah. 
Yeah, and the weird, like, kind of blonde, like, almost white hair. Like, you yeah, know, so, albino Simon I, Pegg we've got next week. Yeah, I just, I, again, not lots to take from it. I don't know what to expect. And, you know, like, kind of last time, you, you know, it's kind of the, you kind of almost got the story there and then. It just seemed to be very choppy, you know. Yeah, not, yeah. It's not given a lot away. No, and it's one of the most important episodes of the series as well. Ooh. Am I going to be able to spot the Easter egg in this one, do you reckon? Oh, I think it's a hard one to spot, but um, it's in there. It's definitely in there. I actually did definitely read ahead there. on the notes and stuff. Definitely in there, but I think it's one of the more subtle ones. I, tell you what, I feel bad for people like, listening to this podcast absolutely screaming at me, going, how have you missed this? You're kind of six episodes deep now. How have you not seen it yet? But I will, I, eventually, I'm sure I will find it. And if not, it'll be the season finale when I go, oh, yeah. Yeah, I, to be but fair, we'll get there. I might be making it sound more obvious than it is. And you might turn around and go, how the fuck was I supposed to get that? I will actually <laughs> say, for our eagle-eared listeners, you did come very close last week, actually. I did. What with the two doctors? I'm not going to say anything else. I'm not going to say anything else. But you did come very close. Mm -hmm. But anyway, on that note, let's wrap it up. Thank you, everybody that is still listening to us. We really appreciate it. We appreciate our engagement on the socials. We appreciate you listening. We appreciate you telling your friends about us. We appreciate you leaving reviews on wherever you're listening to us. And uh, yeah, stay tuned next week for the long game. And we really ramp things up as we're moving into the back end of the series now. Yeah, I'm excited. I can't wait. And yeah, as uh, just echoing what Josh said, thank you so much, guys. Really appreciate the engagement. And once again, you know, check us out. We're on Instagram. We're on TikTok. Um, we're on Thread as well. Um, yeah, just get, and if you've got any questions or if you want us to mention anything, just hit us up. Yeah, leave us a comment on the socials. We're just at DocWhoPod. And uh, you can also hit us at DocWhoPod at gmail.com. But JP, thank you very much, mate. I hope you enjoy the next episode and I'll catch you next time we record. It's a pleasure as always. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Adios, amigos.